0: Welcome to the Mojo Mecca. We are a media, wellness and artistry hub that is in celebration of the earth, inspired to live in a mindful, healthful way, humbled by the depths of inner exploration and the power of practicing daily rituals, in love with the beauty of cultures worldwide and the adventurous nature of travel, and dedicated to a life of heart-centeredness, purposeful pursuits, and a whole lot of mojo. So, you may need to excuse the background chorus that's happening in this recording, <laughs> as I'm in Bali right now, but... In this conversation, I'm exploring the adventures of Yosha Leighton. She's a world-travelling sailor, an artist, a media creator, and a natural intuitive. She's walked, or maybe more so drifted, (laughs) along the path less travelled, in embarking on a sailing endeavour at the age of 18 and not coming back for over four years, travelling all around the Pacific and falling in love with life on the sea. So we go in depth in exploring her whole life's journey, basically from (laughs) then to now, and all the directions it's led her in and the places she's seen and the opportunities that have come up for her. And most recently we um, explore her journey of van life, where she's been living and traveling solo uh, all the way through the East Coast of Australia. We also speak about what inspires her to share her journey through YouTube and to be a creative, and the amazing new collaborative project she's just about to launch on there. Uh, Yeah, there's so much more, obviously, um, but I felt a really strong resonance with her and really enjoyed learning more about her journey. So I really hope that you enjoy it too.
1: My parents, are. Dutch so they came over from Holland about 35 years ago and then raised me and my two sisters um, and then grew up in Christchurch until I was about 17 so went to school there and whatnot um, it was a pretty magical place to grow up I don't know if you've ever been to New Zealand but it's pretty amazing it's on my bucket list. oh you have it mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool growing up by the water growing up by like the hills by the mountains Um, I think just having that connection to nature has really like set a nice foundation for me. Um, I feel very blessed to have grown up there.
0: And I saw in one of your videos that your mum's deaf.
1: Yes. Wow. She is. Yeah. So she was born deaf.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: You know, when you speak to a deaf person, you have to be looking at them like in the eyes, you know, Um, so that they can like, you can sign to them and they can see what's going on. Mm -hmm. So just like having that, constant eye contact when you're communicating with someone is like really powerful and just like having that ingrained in you plus like body language is like such a massive part of signing and so like your expressions and your your facial expressions like all of that was just like kind of I was brought up with that as a way to communicate so like I think when you haven't been exposed to that you know some people can really like speak to each other without even looking at each other with no body language and that sort of stuff. So it's like been pretty cool to witness that and be able to have that skill as I like kind of navigate through life and whatnot. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I finished school when I was seventeen, and while all my friends were like enrolling in uni and thinking about what they wanted to study and stuff like that, I was kind of also in that boat as well. But I felt like um, such pressure, you know, to like go and study and go to university. And I was just like, I don't know what I want to study. You know, like I felt this massive, um, like pull in all these different directions. And I was like, I don't know if I want to, you know, commit to this, you know, three year degree or or whatnot, um, without, without like fully being aware and committing to it. Um, so yeah, I decided to go traveling, and that's kind of where my where my story begins and where my, my journey, journey begins.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like more and more people are kind of having that sort of realization at that age, like after you finish high school, and you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's still pretty much the norm to go straight to university or to maybe take one gap year and then you know go into some four year course. Yeah, I totally yeah totally to thing, but. Yeah. Okay. So where was the first stop on your travel journey?
1: Uh, so um, my auntie and uncle, who are also from Holland, um, they live on their sailboat, their 47 foot sailboat. And they've been, they were living, they've been living on that for about 10, 15 years. And um, they'd sailed from Holland and they were, at the time that I finished high school, they were visiting us in Christchurch and they were just about to sail up to Fiji up in the Pacific and yeah I like remember quite vividly like sitting around the fire with my dad one evening and I was like dad like I don't know what I want to do like I feel all this pressure to go study but like it doesn't feel quite right and you know I want to go like I want to go on like an overseas trip and, you know, kind of experience the world and do my thing. And he's like, totally like full support, whatever you want to do. And then he was actually the one who um, suggested the idea. He's like, well, Arnold and Kobe are like sailing up to Fiji soon. Like, why don't you like, are you interested in doing that? And I was like, ah. Oh. Like I'd never sailed before in my life, but I was just like that adventure just like excited the shit out of me, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, that's a fucking great idea mm-hmm. so like next time they came around, I like pitched them the idea and was obviously like, you know I'll um you know pitch in for fuel and food and whatnot, and like, would you guys be okay in having me on board for a couple of months and they said yes and that was sort of where it started so yeah a couple months later I like jumped on the boat with them and sailed up to Fiji so that was my first like sailing trip um I got rather seasick <laughs> It was like the coolest, the coolest experience, but also like the worst experience of my life, like simultaneously, because I was so seasick, but also just like the sight of like seeing land disappear for the first time and being completely surrounded by water, sailing to this like unknown place in the Pacific Islands. I was just like, yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where it started.
0: Wow. Okay. So did you learn a lot? were they teaching you a lot about sailing through that experience too? Did you like, yeah. What sort of things did you learn? Um,
1: Well, I guess I was like pretty sick on that first passage. Mm -hmm. So I was like kind of for eight days straight, just like going between my bed and the cockpit, just like not really being able to help and do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I was with them for like two months and so, like, learned quite a bit with them. But then when I was in Fiji, I met um, another boat called Delos, which had sailed over from America, like, a couple years before. Mm. Or they left, like, two years before I met them. And they'd sailed across the Pacific. And we were in Fiji at the same time. And um, there was two American brothers living on board. And, yeah, a bit of a, bit of a love story. I fell in love <laughs> 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 and, like, jumped ship. And then you know, I like sailed with them and I sailed with this boat for um, four years on and off for four years. So that was, I learned most of like my, my sailing experience being on that boat. So,
0: yeah. Wow. So you fell in love with one of the brothers? On yep. That. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then, so they were pretty like solidly just sailing and they were sailing all around the world.
1: Um. Yeah. So they. Yeah, they had an intention to sail across the Pacific and to reach Australia, and then once they reached Australia, I think they were maybe going to like sell the boat and fly back to the states, or like I'm not really sure. They kind of just had like a two year thing lined up, Mm -hmm. and so I met them in like second year, um, and then I moved on board, and then um, the captain Brian, he also. Um, started a relationship with a girl from Sweden and so then there was kind of like four of us on the boat um, as like the main crew and then we had like a blog going at the time so we were like writing stories and um, posting pictures and whatnot about like our cultural experiences through the Pacific and you know living life on the high seas and what it's like to live in a small confined space with other people and so we were just like writing blogs about our adventures and um it started to gain like a a global audience of people who were like really interested in our story and so that kind of kept us going so then it kind of became this this whole other sailing project which um eventuated into a youtube channel after that so then that's kind of how i also got into youtube so yeah.
0: <laughs> what was that, like, transition into YouTube? Did you guys, like, kind of see YouTube building momentum and just want to, like, share more lifestyle?
1: Um, no, this was actually, like, super early, like, way, like... This was 2012, so there was, like, a few people, like, doing kind of vlogging and stuff, but it was like, pretty low-key. And especially in the sailing community, there was, like, no one doing like sailing videos um so in that sense we were kind of the pioneers which is pretty cool um but yeah Brian the captain of the boat he was like he's very like business oriented business minded um and he was kind of just like bought this really shitty old camera you know and was just like we should just start filming stuff and making little videos and you know It'd be funny anyway, like, whatever happens, just for us to be able to look back in 30 years' time, you know, and get together and drink some rum and, like, crack up about the crazy experiences that we were having, because it was pretty wild. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and then, so, yeah, we just made the first couple videos and started posting them on YouTube, and then, like, yeah, it just kind of got the snowball rolling, and it just eventuated into this massive, like, crowdfunded project which is pretty crazy. Like I never would have, um, it's not like I kind of intentionally, I, I, I mean, I guess I was also really young at the time. I was 18. So I was a bit like probably naive to like what was going on, like, or where it could have led, um, which, is, which is pretty crazy. But yeah, so that's kind of how, how we started with the YouTube game. But yeah, we didn't like properly get into filming until after we sailed to Australia and then we went up to like Indonesia and the Philippines and then we like properly got into filming and like trying to post regularly and stuff. And that would have been 2013. So, yeah.
0: Wow. At this time was YouTube like monetizing things or was that? Uh, uh, Yeah, it was. Patreon sort of style.
1: Um yeah we got patreon um 2014 I think it was but before that it was just like I mean we were still little like small fish so it was just like we weren't making that much like definitely not enough to keep the boat running we weren't like making enough to keep the boat running until kind of like 2015 like definitely a couple years later um but yeah
0: wow that's so interesting. Yeah. So, you no, know, I've never seen any of those videos of yours. I've only just seen like your own channel. So yeah. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, it was a um it was definitely a different time. It was um <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's weird it's kind of weird like it's definitely been something that I've had to work through a lot, I think, because after I left Dallas and sort of started my own channel and been on my own journey. Um like that was a huge kind of shift for me as like an individual. Um, so it's been interesting kind of looking back on that time of my life, mm-hmm. you know, when I was like 18 to 22, which is like pretty massive, like developmental years as a person and just seeing the experiences that I had and looking back in hindsight, was just like, so grateful for it, but also like just such a different time, you know, and also the, the idea of having those parts of your life, like documented and on the internet. It's, like, quite an interesting thing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But what was it that made you want to continue, I guess, putting yourself out there on, you know, the social media platforms and, like, starting your own channel? Because, yeah, it is, like, it is so confronting in many ways and not everyone could really do it, even if they really wanted to, you know? Like, it it is, yeah, it's a thing.
1: Yeah, it is a thing. <laughs> it's a challenging thing, but a very rewarding thing. Um yeah, I guess I guess when I left Delos, um I I came back to New Zealand and Yeah, was going through like a massive transition, like a massive kind of rebirth. Um and I guess for, like, four years of, like, documenting and being a part of this project, sailing around and having this massive audience of people who are really interested in our story, um, I guess being, like, blessed with those connections, like, kind of prompted me to continue sharing my journey. Um, Not because I felt obligated to, but... um, Also just a way for me to like, I guess, continue with my creative projects. I was like, right. I'm, I've been like blessed with this gift of all of these people who are interested in my story and like, how can I continue to expand on this in a way that's going to benefit myself and these connections? Like, you know? Um, So it was just like started creating art and I was doing all these little projects and people were reaching out and asking, you know, like, Oh, you've like, you've inspired me so much. Like, That I've just, you know, bought my first boat and I'd love for you to create an art piece that I can hang in there and um, look at for inspiration and stuff like that. So these little projects just kind of like flowed on in and it was just quite an organic process to um, how how I've gotten to where I am today, which is pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: And had you always been doing artwork? Like, yeah, art pieces. Have you always been an artist in that way too?
1: Um, yeah, I guess so. Like, I was really creative growing up, and my family, we were always, like, very creative, and my sisters as well, we were always painting and drawing, and I guess when I was on the boat, like, didn't really have much space to do big paintings and whatnot, but, like, I'd try and get as, like, creative as I could with the videos, and you know, sometimes we'd do, like, little stop motion things, or, like, little time lapses of painting, um, you know, whatever, and chucking that in the video, so I guess people were always, the audience kind of knew that I was quite creative by nature so um I guess it kind of flowed on from that Mm -hmm.
0: wow Mm. okay so timeline wise so what year was it that you got off the boat uh
1: was 2015 okay yeah
0: and then, so what What has your life been like since then? Have you, yeah, you've done like a few other sailing adventures and a lot more travel since then, right?
1: Yeah, I have. Um, so I came back, yeah, to New Zealand and I lived in New Zealand for about a year. Um, sort of just starting up my own business and sort of flowing on with those creative projects and sort of like finding my feet um, in my like independence, I guess, and, and stuff. So I was there for a year and then I traveled to Sri Lanka and I lived in Sri Lanka for about four months, Mm -hmm. which was amazing. Um, was really nice to like, um, yeah, kind of be on the move again. Mm -hmm. And then after Sri Lanka I went to and lived in Malta for a couple of months Went and stayed with my friend in Malta and then sort of did some sailing trips around um, the Mediterranean so and that's where I actually I met up with um, Elaine and Riley for the first time they were also happened to be in Malta so that's been an interesting story with them as well because they sort of started up their sailing YouTube channel like a couple of years after we did and I was like really stoked when they came out because I was like Awesome, there's like some other young people like doing what we're doing, and so it was really cool to like connect with them and meet with them and then they've invited me out on their boat um a couple of times since then, so I've done some sailing trips with them in two thousand and seventeen, which was pretty cool mm-hmm. and also, yeah, and then I went to Spain and jumped on another friend's boat who was doing a trip across the Atlantic so I joined them for a couple of months in Spain and sailed down to Portugal and, um, yeah, what did I do after that? Oh, and then I, I got a job on a boat in France on, like, a super yacht. Oh. So, I mean, I worked there for a little bit. I guess that's been, like, yeah, just, like, a really cool blessing and, and, and sharing your life on the internet and creating videos and that sort of thing because you put yourself out there and it's really vulnerable and challenging at times, but also like creates these amazing opportunities. And I guess that's been like the biggest blessing, you know, just having all of these amazing opportunities where people kind of have been following you or whatnot. And they know your energy, like, or to a certain degree and, you know, then something pops up and they're like, Hey, we've got this, this, this job going, or like we've got this adventure lined up and we'd love to have you on board. And would you want to come? And so I've kind of just been like riding that wave for, for a couple of years. Um, yeah, and then moved to Melbourne about a year ago, just to sort of like base myself for a while. And yeah, sort of been in and in and out of Melbourne for about a year, um, and then yeah, just recently bought a van last year. So like now I'm kind of like my van serves as like my main home. But um, yeah, so I'm kind of been moving around and now like living on the land but also trying to be nomadic in a van (laughs) it's like a boat on the land in a sense yeah Um,
0: so interesting you're really into like the moving the constant movement I don't know yeah
1: totally totally Mm
0: -hmm. the fluidity yeah I would love to hear more about your van life journey too yeah because it seems like yeah you already had that that kind of years experience of living in in kind of a tiny home or, you know, more of a confined space that was not the traditional route. And it seems like you have just generally done that since age of 18, you know, just kind of like Mm. that, 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 um, I guess traditional or like what, what a majority of people do, um, wasn't really for you just kind of like had that intuitive sense, but yeah, I'd love to hear, um, what inspired you to transition into the van life like after being yeah back to us yeah so how did you come back to australia too and why did you choose to kind of road trip around there
1: um so i moved to melbourne um i don't know why i just felt like this kind of intuitive calling to move to move here at the beginning of last year Um, and like one of my best friends was living here and I just kind of felt like I wanted to be around the energy and I was like pretty ready to like maybe be in a city and kind of around, I don't know. I just wanted like a a shift of energy. So, um, I moved and then I moved into a share house for like six months and was just like not really vibing it. It was like pretty challenging to be honest. And it was coming into winter and I was like feeling really stagnant and, um, yeah, it was pretty, like, low vibration, like, not really, not really vibing it, and then a friend of mine, um, actually one of my patrons, funnily enough, um, who supports me on Patreon, um, he, one of his friends um, has a van, and he was going overseas for three months, and he offered it to me, like do you want to take it while he's overseas? And I was just like, no hesitation. I was just like, yep, done, I'm in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like I subletted my room, jumped in the van and then did a solo trip up the East Coast um, of Australia for three months over over winter, which was amazing. Kind of brought my inspiration back and and stuff mm-hmm. and was able to just like, yeah, meet people along the way and just like kind of have that nomadic feel kind of, come back into my life and it was just really inspiring and then when I came back from that trip um I obviously had to hand the van back over with much gratitude um but I was just like I'm just gonna buy my own van like I don't want to rent a room anymore like this is this is where it's at so yeah then I just started looking and bought my own van and then converted it into my little space and now I kind of live out of that mostly
0: Mm, so even now you still you, do you still have a room or do you mostly live in the van?
1: Nah, I um, moved out of my room in October last year mm-hmm. um, and then moved into my van. And then like I drove to Adelaide and then I hung out with um, Elaine and Riley from Sailing La Vagabond because they were just about to have their baby. Um, so I spent like a month with them. And then, yeah, just been living in my van for the rest of the year. went up to the Blue Mountains and obviously like, was able to like film and document and like make videos and, you know, do my work as I'm on the road, which is pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, has its challenges, but like, yeah. So I was just living in my van and then I went home to New Zealand for about a month and then now I'm back and yeah.
0: Mm. So you're still yeah. <laughs> living out of the van right now?
1: No, I'm currently in a sublet in Northcote just for like three weeks. One of my really good friends, um, live in this really beautiful house and their flatmate was going overseas for three months and I mean sorry three weeks and they said um you know the room's free and stuff and I was like you know what that might be quite nice for like a little while so Mm -hmm. moved in and you know now I got wi-fi and a kitchen and shower and all of the beautiful privileges and so I'm just kind of like soaking that up and doing lots of work while I can so
0: it's so beautiful that you can do and live in that way and then also like be creating and um be supported you know financially through those sort of travels i think that's like, mm. so, so inspiring for like so many other people to see that as a potential too but obviously like like i said before it's not really for everyone i'd love to know like i don't know i don't know how to word it but like what are the kind of some things that like come with a part of like being I don't know a creator or that sort of thing that people might not see or (laughs) like I don't know might not like think is a part of it in in kind of glamorizing that as like a job you know being a youtuber or influencer or whatever you want to call it but like what does it look like on the day-to-day I guess like a lot of editing right
1: yeah yeah good question because yeah, it is interesting with, with social media and there is a lot of like, I guess showing a lot of the good parts and all that kind of stuff. And I, I try as much as I can to be as like authentic and real as possible. And, you know, that's that's a challenge in itself sometimes to, to, to portray that. But um, yeah, I guess like, I guess one of the hardest things for me is like not having that base. Like as much as, like I love being on the move so much and I love being transient um, but not having like a, like a base to come back to with, with all of the beautiful things, you know, that's like open and big and, you know, you've got a kitchen and a shower and all your things and you can come and work and stuff like that. It's like, it's quite difficult, um, I guess, working from the van. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of time spent editing, like to even do a 10 minute video is like, I'd say probably like fifteen to twenty hours behind the computer. Did you just
0: like teach yourself with editing and I guess yeah, how to navigate yeah. social media generally? Did it, Are you pretty you yeah. generally tech savvy? I think I'm kind of the same. That it, you know, it still takes a lot of time, but yeah, you're
1: like, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, all self-taught in that aspect. I think just like also spending like um, when I was sailing and being a part of that um project we were like, you know, we just taught ourselves like the all the camera gear and all the filming techniques and all the editing. And so I've kind of been doing that for probably like six or seven years. So just it's been a long journey. Like sometimes I'm still probably doing so many things that are like not right or there's probably way quicker ways to do them or whatever. But I yeah, it's just like it's just giving it a go, I guess, and just like trusting yourself in that aspect. But um Mm. I guess another thing is like self-discipline and self-motivation has been like a massive one for me because you know it's not like it's not like you turn up to the office or your job or whatever at like you know you need to be there at nine o'clock and then someone's like cool this is your job for the day like go out and do it and you're like awesome I know what needs to be done mm-hmm. um and then you leave at five and you can leave your job and kind of switch off but like being a creative and being yeah self driven is like a pretty massive challenge. Being disciplined to do the work, like you know, setting that time for yourself to to do all the things, and like you know, you've got you know your money and your finances, and then your social media stuff, and your editing, and your photography, and your like filming, and your traveling, and it's like it's a lot, it's a lot of stuff to like structure and plan and kind of integrate into your life where you're also in that balance of like taking time out for yourself and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like having that balance is actually, it's quite difficult to, to, to do that on, on your own. That's something that I've, that I've really (laughs) struggled with. Um, Mm. yeah, well not struggled with, but it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely a challenge being self-motivated and self-disciplined in that aspect. And also because it's like, it's not like it's a black and white job, you know, you're like constantly pushing boundaries, like looking over the horizon, like how can I think about this or create this in a different way? How can I portray this in a different way? How can I like, um, you know, push the limits here? How can I create something new? What does that look like? What do I need to do? Like, um, thinking about those things constantly as well. It's like, cause it's quite a new thing, you know, like being a, mm. being, um, I don't really like the, the term influencer, but yeah, working through social I
0: don't really like it either, but I don't really know what other words. Just creative. You're just an artist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly.
1: Artist. Yeah. So, with yeah.
0: Many mediums. Yeah. I, I totally resonate with what you say. I'm like, I would love to know, I don't know, what sort of things do you do to really re-inspire yourself or re-nourish yourself separate from those social media platforms? Like what are some, I guess, rituals or practices or, um, yeah, things or places that you like to go to that like really fill you up
1: and re-inspire you? Um, I think it's probably just, you know, the classic things that everyone say because Mm -hmm. they work. Um, you know, just spending a lot of time in nature, like being able to, you know, turn my computer off and leave my phone behind and go and just like be at like one with nature. I think is like super important, super nourishing. Um, in terms of practices and rituals, um, I do yoga a lot that really grounds and centers me. Um, meditation I should probably do a lot more meditation that would calm my mind probably a lot more than <laughs> <Dang. laughs> it's quite active. but yeah just just the just the usual ones yoga meditation eating well you know clean plant based diet um spending time in nature being around good people being around inspiring positive people who lift you up um and support you i think has like been massive for me as well mm. because i can't get quite Caught up in my head, especially with like when you do live a life that you share on social media, you know, you have all of these like opinions and ideas and judgments and you know, questions and everything kind of thrown at you all the time. So, being able to like switch that off and come back into your space and like surround yourself with community and or sisters or brothers or whatever that you can really like tap back into what's important and being really present with someone in that physical space has like been really important for me Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: totally yeah I was just thinking about that yeah and kind of how obviously whenever anyone like views you online it's like through their own specific lens too and like based on kind of so many different layers of how they've grown up and like you know their beliefs values uh ethics everything like that kind of goes into play and it's interesting to kind of think like yeah everyone's having like a different experience of you
1: yeah the one thing that i've really learned though is like you know everyone's gonna everyone's gonna have their opinion on you and i used to take all of that on board a lot especially when i was like starting out and you know, listen to what people say and like how they perceive you. And like, of course it's, it's good to to listen and take that on board in, in some regard. But like I've really had to learn to set my boundaries and be like, you know, cool, you have your opinion. And I respect that because that's been your upbringing and conditioning and your viewpoints and whatnot. But like, I guess being, yeah, just practicing being really centered in yourself has been really important to um set those boundaries, to not let those, like judgments or opinions influence me and my decisions and how I live my life. And, you know, also not being too hard on myself is like a massive one too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: What's some like positive feedback that you've gotten like over the time of sharing? I mean, you obviously get a lot more positive than negative, right? Like I'm sure you inspire so many more people than you trigger.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. Totally. Um, well I'd like to think so. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know what are some of the positive stuff I guess just like inspiration you know um people who I guess just reach out and really appreciate my authenticity and like um ability to live my life like in line with my truth and how I see fit and not really fitting not really you know attaching to the to the standard mold of society which like there's nothing wrong with that at all it's just um you know what I'm doing I guess is just a bit different and i guess people i don't know i guess people really resonate with that and inspires them to maybe look inside themselves in a way where maybe they can live more in alignment with their truth and what they want to do and being able to Showcase that it is a possibility to create a life for yourself in line with your purpose and your passion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I'm sure there's just young women or guys too listening to this, really wanting something to shift in their life, or like maybe they're, they've started going down a, a path right now that's not really feeling in alignment. Like, what are there any kind of tips or um, things that you would like? Yeah, recommend that they do to to I guess maybe get on a path that's a little bit more aligned for them.
1: Oh, that's such a tricky question. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I guess it's just like the. Yeah, I don't know. I guess because everyone's story is so different, and everyone's position and. Things, you know, like situations are so, so different um, and diverse. So it's really hard to kind of pinpoint exactly something. But I guess just like, you know, it's just a cliche, but following your heart 100%, following your intuition and following your truth. Cause like, I, I really, truly feel like since I've, you know, started practicing using my intuition and, you know, like navigating through life led from my heart rather than like my rational mind or like society's expectations, it's truly taken me down some like amazing or through some amazing doorways. And I think that's just a really beautiful place to start. Um, and I know it can be really scary sometimes. It can be really daunting because sometimes what your heart is telling you is, you know, um, completely outside of the box or it's like, doesn't align with you know your peers around you or maybe even your parents um yeah which can be really challenging um so it's yeah that can that can be scary but I guess just yeah leading leading from that place from your heart and um yeah it's a cliche but it's 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 kind of yeah it's how I feel about it so
0: (laughs) no I totally agree and I think it's just about I don't know, just incorporating more and more the things that you really love into your daily life, like rather than like making, I mean, some people make huge sudden revolutions and shifts in their life, but I think maybe just like easing into more and more of what what you really love to do and where you really love to be and like making that more and more of your experience. And
1: um, yeah. yeah, totally keeping that like curious, keeping that curiosity alive, I think, and, like, learning to, like, feed that in a really healthy way. Like, if you have a calling or, like, a little inkling, like, oh, you know, this this thing or, like, you know, photography, like, really resonates with me or, you know, this this course that someone's doing or, like, um, you know, that, that community of people, like, there's something about it that kind of, like, moves me. Like, follow those little signs and, like, even if it's something small, to be able to, like, integrate that, into your day-to-day life um I think will just cultivate more of a sense of alignment with with your life um yeah (laughs) yeah
0: and like I guess in your travels you would have met so many other really interesting people who have chosen to live their lives in a lot more of a I guess free way if you want to call it that but um yeah, what do you what how would you kind of because I see it more and more um I guess in meeting people in, in different sort of places or just seeing people online in, in kind of stepping out and like sharing more truth or wanting to more live in a more like free way and spiritual way. And I guess it's kind of really, really gaining momentum. Like I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, how do you see this kind of like movement that's happening because I feel like it's gaining more and more like momentum where people are really understanding that there is a potential to live in a way that isn't as um, bound to you know the structures of um, formal study if you don't feel like that's you know something that you like some people obviously really want to do that and like that is their path for sure Um, but yeah there seems to be this growing movement of people like really um not feeling like that's what they want or need to do, you know? Um like totally. I guess how, how I'm trying to say is like kind of yeah, I just see this kind of global movement happening back to living in a more like healthy, sustainable, holistic way, connected more to a sense of freedom and a sense of alignment. And um yeah, like how how would you see that kind of movement?
1: I guess I think it's a really beautiful, positive, amazing, powerful, progressive thing. Um, And being able to, like, you know, since the rise of social media, being able to, like, use that to, you know, not only just, like, create an income for your life so that you're able to, like, live day to day, but also being able to connect with so many people around the world and being able to share ideas and all of these amazing, you know, things that we can connect and share like really quite instantly and like creatively as well is like super powerful. But I think with that also comes, um, you know, there is a tendency for, I guess, you know, there is a lot, there is still a lot of like greed and, power hungry corporations and all that kind of stuff. And there is a lot of that mixed through like social media as well. So I think just being conscious of how we're engaging with it um, is really powerful as well. And like, I guess what I'm trying to say is um, I think like, it's already starting to happening a little bit, like, you know, being an influencer is like becoming like a trend, you know? So it's like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff's going to become like mainstream, I think a little bit as well. So I just, if you're wanting to engage with social media in that way, or possibly like step out into it and work with it in a way where you're going to integrate it into your life or your job. Like I think just coming back to like being in alignment with your truth is like, where you're going to set yourself apart, you know, from the rest. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's a really interesting thing. It's like, it's such a blessing and also such a curse at the same time. And I, Mm -hmm. I often, I often feel in that torn between it sometimes as well, you know, especially with, with what I do. It's like, yeah, it's an interesting one and it's going to be really interesting to see where it goes um, because I've kind of experienced that in the past like seven or eight years, you know, and looking back on content that, or videos that I was in or have made and you know being like oh man I was such a different person back then and that's you know up there and online and people can, can see it and it'll just be really interesting to see where it like progresses and evolves to in the next like 10 15 20 years but I guess my like my intention with it is um and like why I want to continue cultivating it is to continue expanding like my creativity and this connection with my audience, um, continuing to inspire others to be able to, like, yeah, be more in alignment with their truth and, um, yeah, spread spread the kind of like awareness around yeah creativity and sustainability and you know we live in such an interesting time and I think it's really important to be conscious of you know where we place our energy and the choices that we make and you know especially with you know global warming and all the stuff that's going on it's like there's so much energy and like things going on in the world right now and I think um, being able to engage with social media is 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 pretty powerful so I want to like yeah, just continue to use my platform in a really positive way where it's, like, um, yeah, making a positive impact, I guess. That's, like, my intention with it. Yeah.
0: I think we're obviously already creating a really positive impact and I'm sure it's only going to, yeah, continue to evolve as you do and grow as you do. Do you have any specific goals or, like, visions um, for the next few years of, like... Yeah, things you'd like to create or the direction you'd like it to go in or ways you'd like to expand your platforms.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I am actually starting a new series um, this year, well, this month, actually. It's going to be called Common Ground. So it's, um, I'm going to be sort of like making little mini documentary style videos on people that I meet along my travels that are other artists, other creatives, um, people into sustainability projects, um, that kind of realm, like maybe others who don't have a social media platform and being able to share their wisdom or, you know, their knowledge or um, yeah, people who I just, who I find who are doing really amazing things that, you know, I want to be able to share share that and sort of take the focus off me a little bit in my journey, still integrate and weave that through my channel, but also, um, yeah, start sharing like other people in in the community and people that I meet along my travels that are, that are doing, um, you know, cool, amazing creative projects that I resonate with and being able to, to showcase them, Mm -hmm. um, in a positive way. So yeah, I'm going to be starting that and yeah I've normally just like let things grow pretty organically which has been nice um and just kind of seeing what comes my way and yeah
0: yeah it sounds like we're really resonant in that way too yeah because I I so love the process of like creating media and sharing other people's wisdom and projects and inspiration out there with the world too and kind of being that bridge and I feel like you have the same sort of like magic you know you just kind of see someone and you're like oh my gosh, you know, and you just like feel their magic and you just want to like kind of breathe that bridge to sharing.
1: Totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's also a really, a really positive thing that I really want to cultivate more of on my channel and in social media, because I think there can be so much like segregation and comparison and um, competitiveness and, you know, all of that kind of shit. (laughs) and so i kind of want to just like step away from that a little bit and integrate some more community vibes so that's that's kind of my focus with with common ground
0: Mm. so what do you have any like other places on your um bucket list of like where yeah where you want to travel to next is there any like trips you're dreaming up or
1: um yeah um yeah i'm really i'm really craving to to go overseas this year so i think that's that's probably going to happen if i can if i can save up enough money but um i'll manifest it somehow i think (laughs) um i'm i really want to go to berlin hey like um i've been feeling a calling to go there for a little while um i've got Mm. some really good friends over there and just i think just like the creative energy over there is like pretty potent as well so want to go to Berlin and for some reason I'm feeling like the city vibes I also want to like visit New York um which is like such a contrast to like you know my early days in traveling where it was very like Pacific Islands and Indonesia and the Philippines and the Indian Ocean and Madagascar and all these kind of like far off places and yeah now I'm kind of feeling the call to to go to these crazy cities which is kind of weird but um yeah I always thought New York would be really cool to go visit and Elena and Riley are going to be up there on their boat at some point this year so it'd be cool to like link up with them while they're up there um and i've had the calling to go to india for a very very long time but it hasn't quite aligned yet so that's that's gonna be on the list at some point um but yeah nothing really like set in stone yet just gonna go with the flow and see what see what aligns and see what manifests so yeah
0: yeah. What have been some of your favorite places that you've been already? And if you were to like recommend a place that you've been that people should go to, <laughs> what would you say that would be like, what have been some of the like most special places for you that you'd encourage other people to yeah check out?
1: Mm. Um, I think that first year for me sailing like through the Pacific was pretty powerful. Like Vanuatu and the Solomon Islands have such a special place in my heart. Um, I think just because it's also the time in my life that I was there and whatnot. But, like, the culture is so rich and it's, like, you know, pretty close to Australia and, like, not many people have been. But, um, yeah, Vanuatu and Solomon's are pretty amazing. Um, Yeah, we sailed up through, like, Raja Ampat and did a whole bunch of, like, diving through there, which was amazing. The Philippines is also incredible. Like the diversity in the Philippines is pretty insane. Um, It's a massive country with so many people, but um, yeah, the history is really rich. Like the people are beautiful. There's so much to do, like amazing diving. Like you get like the contrast of like these big, beautiful cities and like Manila, which is like, I don't know how many million people. And then like the islands in the South, which is like super lush and tropical and like uninhabited islands and um stuff. So the Philippines is pretty amazing and yeah, where else? Portugal. I really resonated with Portugal when I was there, especially Lisbon. I thought that was such a cool city. It was probably one of the one of the cities that I've been to in the in the past recent years where I'm like, "Hmm, I could potentially live here." <laughs> it has a really nice vibe there. Um yeah everywhere is amazing I don't know I find that question quite hard because it's like (laughs) everyone's going to resonate with like different different places you know on different levels um yeah everywhere everywhere has its like pros and cons and beautiful things and not so beautiful things but like that's the joy of traveling and like being able to like navigate through that I think is like the cool and adventurous part you know
0: Mm. yeah do you feel like you'll be a lifelong traveler?
1: um I think at heart always yeah but I think also I'm, I'm feeling the calling to like yeah I, I really want to get like a, a studio somewhere and have like a bit of a base I think I want to like create that for myself in the next couple of years or like I'm also thinking of buying a boat <laughs> like I really want like an old wooden boat mm. maybe when I when I have enough money to be able to fix it up because old wooden boats are just like drain your pockets really easily but that's kind of a dream of mine I'd love to have my own boat um mm-hmm. but yeah I think I'll always just be I think it's just my Gemini spirit I love being on the move mm-hmm. but yeah I think I'd also love to have a base somewhere or a studio that I can come and go from you know like a little sanctuary that's mine and a safe space and yeah mm-hmm.
0: we'll see <laughs> mm-hmm. beautiful so, how can people connect to you and your YouTube channel and yeah, all the beautiful art that you make?
1: Um, yeah, probably the easiest is well, my two yeah two biggest platforms that I post mostly on um, Instagram and YouTube. So, just by searching my name, so Yosha Layton, and it's spelt a little bit funny, but J O S J E, and then Layton L E Y T E N. So yeah, I guess if people are keen to hear more or want to see more, then like, yeah, head over to YouTube and I'm excited to like share more this year about, um, you know, just like keeping it, keeping it real in a lot of ways and I guess sharing more of like the blessings and the connections and the art and the creativity, but also like the challenges and you know, the difficult parts of being a creative and how I navigate through that. And um, yeah, just kind of like showcasing a bit more of the the underlayers of what's actually going on behind what you see in terms of the video. So I'm going to be getting into that a bit more this year as well. Yeah, truth recognises truth though, hey. So it's like when you are speaking from a place of truth or speaking from a vulnerable place where that truth is really able to shine through, that kind of transcends through the screen, you know, and people can really pick that up. And I think that's just such a powerful tool. Um, Mm, Totally.
0: Thank you again for um, doing this chat with me. It's really nice to just have like a proper conversation with you. And I definitely feel like we'll actually meet in person at some point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen somewhere down the track, but yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's, um, It's an honor to speak, and I think what you're doing is amazing, and yeah, no, thank you. Thank you.